you are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Locked On Big Ten Podcast, the part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. It is Wednesday, January 20th, and this is going to be a little insane when it comes out of my mouth, but we are only 49 days away from the start of the Big Ten Basketball Tournament. It feels like we just started this college basketball season, and although we are not just about halfway through through the Big Ten Conference schedule, we're already talking about things as where the conference stands as we head into the postseason and what it means on the national landscape. I know I'm already seeing some bracketology playing out. That is where we are in college basketball. So we have to look around the conference today, take a larger picture in whole. And joining me to do that is Dustin Schutte, the editor, managing editor rather, of Saturday Tradition. He has been with us throughout college football season. Now we put his acumen when it comes to Big Ten hoops on display today, but I have full confidence he is ready for this stage. Dustin, great to have you back on the show. It's always fun to be on, Ben, and I have to say that you opened an emotional door for me because when the uh, pandemic hit last year, I was in the at the Big Ten tournament in Indianapolis oh. in Bankers Fieldhouse, so I took in the last two Big Ten basketball games, really the last two college basketball games of that season last year, so just a, just a hit to the, to the pass there, but we're going, we're at full steam now, and there's stuff to be excited about in terms of Big Ten basketball. We'll try to have some more positive memories come out of today's episode instead of looking at the past. But as you mentioned, in that Big Ten basketball tournament last year, one of the lasting images of the college hoop season, really the sports world before it came to a halt, was Fred Hoiberg on the sideline looking very ill. Thankfully, that wasn't COVID-19, although the Huskers basketball program currently is dealing with some of that in Lincoln, Nebraska. But that was one of the lasting images of the sports world before we came to a halt. But now we are in the year 2021. We are in the 2020-2021 college basketball season, and the Big Ten is playing some great hoops each and every night. So Dustin Schutte, I ask you, what have been one or two of your biggest takeaways so far throughout Big Ten basketball season? Well, I think the biggest takeaway for me is, you know, at the end of last year, people were kind of talking about how good the Big Ten was going to be again in 2020 and 21. And it, it was almost like I was laughing about it. Like, there's no way it could have possibly been better. And yet I watched these games every night and I'm like, doggone, this league is better than it was a season ago. And, it, you know, it's the fact that you could see a team like, you know, Wisconsin, you know, beat Iowa by 10 points one night and then turn around and get beat by 20 by Rutgers. I mean, there's just – there's it, it's so well-balanced. You never know who's going to win on any given night. I know that, you know, we talked about Wisconsin looking like the best team in the Big Ten a couple weeks ago, and then they fall to, to Maryland. We talked about, is Michigan going to lose a game? They get blown out by Minnesota. So anytime you think you have any inkling of what might be happening in this conference, you can bet that that's going to completely change within the next 24 or 48 hours. And, you know, to me, top to bottom, you know, there's a lot of teams, probably 10 or 11 teams in this league that you put them in any other conference in America right now, and they're finishing in the top two or three. And it's just, you know, you look at teams like Indiana, Purdue, Minnesota, who are just around that, that 500 mark. You put them in any other conference, they're in the top two or three. Uh, it's just how good this league is on a regular basis or on a weekly basis. And it's really fun to watch. You'll hear us say throughout the Big Ten basketball season that every night is not a guarantee. Every night is going to be a battle. And it's going to sound cliche, but sometimes cliches mirror the truth. And that is exactly what is happening each and every night within Big Ten basketball. You look at last night, a triple header that featured some great games. Tonight, there's some great games going on. It's every night it will be a constant thing throughout the Big Ten basketball season. So we talk about some of the teams near the top that you mentioned. Wisconsin looked like an early favorite. Michigan off to an unbeaten start. Iowa still there fourth in the country. Do you have a 
conference title favorite as it stands right now? I'm still, I guess I could put like a lukewarm favorite on this because I'm not 100% confident in anything I say about the Big Ten basketball season. <laughs> I, I think I still would go with Iowa just because of all the weapons they have. When you watch them, their ball movement is so good. Obviously, Luca Garza is, is probably the player of the year in college basketball right now. And you look, they have an inside-outside game. They have guys who can knock down the three. Jordan Bohannon's probably one of the best three-point shooters in the Big Ten. And you mix that with Joe Weisskamp and, and just some of these weapons that Iowa has. They're a team to me that I think consistently from start to finish, they're not – I mean, they, they might lose a couple more games here and there. But I think that they're consistently the best team in the Big Ten right now. And, and I don't know. Michigan it, it was 11-0. and they, they lose to Minnesota. I think they're still a really good basketball team. But I, I think that there was a little bit of fool's gold in there. I think, I still think they're a little bit maybe too young and a little too early in the in the Juwan Howard era. But like I said, I could be completely wrong. I If I had to put money down on this, and thank God I don't, I think I would put my money on the Hawkeyes. But, you know, we talked about you could see Michigan. You could see Wisconsin. You could see Illinois making a run. That's what makes this conference so fun is the fact that I think I was going to win, but I wouldn't be surprised to see four or five teams, you know, in the race up until that last week of the season. The knock against Iowa is always going to be their defense. They gave up too many points, but your defense can give up 85 points if your offense is going to be so prolific and score 90, 95 each and every night. Luca Garza came back to the Big Ten season to have this type of year, to lead Iowa to the promised land that he felt they were destined for last year. Obviously, that was taken away from all of college basketball. He wants to be in this position, and the guy surrounding him, Jordan Bohannon, has great leadership. C.J. Frederick grew up last year in his freshman year in Iowa City. Joe Wieskamp has come back, and they have some production coming off the bench with Jack Nungy. Keegan Murray, the talented freshman, has been so explosive for Fran McCaffrey. They have Connor McCaffrey, who doesn't even get all the love he should as one of the best facilitators, in my mind, in the Big Ten Conference, maybe all of college basketball i think my favorite at the moment still somehow some way illinois i just think they're the most dynamic team they have io Dusumu, who is the second best player in the conference right behind luca garza in my opinion kofi coburn down low as well and such great depth off the bench with andre curbello the talented freshman adam miller has become a knockdown shooter demonte williams trent frazier is a great defensive spark i still believe in what brad underwood is doing he scares the living daylights out of me when he gets upset with kofi coburn when he comes to the sideline during a timeout i still like illinois and i think one of the biggest things big 10 basketball fans are yearning for is a trip to the national championship game to cut down the nets at the end of the NCAA tournament in early April. It hasn't happened in far too long in the Big Ten Conference. Dustin, as you see it, is there a team in this conference you think is capable of doing that this year? All of them. I mean, <laughs> I, I, say that, I say that jokingly, but kind of not. I mean, the, basically the teams that we have talked about, and you talk about a team like Illinois, I don't know why they're not playing better. They turn the ball over a little too much. Uh, for a team that maybe there's something wrong with that chemistry right there. Maybe there's, to me, it's funny that you mentioned there. you have a fear of Brad Underwood because I almost, uh, not jokingly, I wonder if there's a little bit of pressure from his players that th there's fear to make a mistake because they, for as good as they are, they turn the ball over way too frequently. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, this was a team that we thought would be right up there with Iowa right now. And they, Yes, they are still good. They still have a couple NBA prospects and knockdown shooters and guys who can who can break the press. And they just have all the elements of what you would consider to be a national championship team. But there's just something missing there, and I can't quite put my finger on that. Um, but again, Iowa, I think you talked about defense. Obviously, the defensive intensity always amps up during March Madness, but maybe because Iowa has such good shooters around the perimeter, they have such great depth, and then they have 
you know, the All-American in Luca Garza, the, the National Player of the Year candidate, uh, the, he might have enough. Maybe Michigan can go on a run. I mean, you've got, you've got some really good players there at Michigan, too. You've got, you know, you've got Mike Smith, who comes in and fills a huge gap left by Xavier Simpson last season. He did it. He's doing some great things. You see Shoddy Brown and, and Isaiah Livers. I think they're combined for, like, shooting 40% from behind three-point line, which is just insane. You've got an incredible freshman in Hunter Dickinson. So you have a lot of really talented players. And, and I mean, Wisconsin, Dimitri Trice, that guy is as clutch as they come. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I sell like a load of motive because I'm picking up steam because I'm so excited because I, I just would legitimately think, like, even Marcus Carr at Minnesota, like, that guy can fill up the statue. He's averaging 20 points, 22 points a game, something like that at Minnesota through his first eight games. So, you know, I, I legitimately think that there are six to eight teams in the Big Ten that could go on a run. Now, whether or not they're national championship cutting down the Nets caliber, I think we would probably put that on Iowa, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Illinois. But is it going to surprise me to see Minnesota, Purdue, uh, you know, maybe even see a team like Rutgers? I know Rutgers is struggling right now. Get to the Final Four, make a deep March Madness run? Not at all. That, I mean, the, the one benefit that you have of playing in this kind of smash mouth league where you're getting beaten up every weekend is when you play those other teams from other conferences in the NCAA tournament, it, it's almost going to seem like it's a breeze, right? Like you're going to be really well prepared for that NCAA tournament uh, here in a couple months. Last night, there were three games of Big Ten basketball, and I'm not one to complain about having three games of Big Ten hoops on my television screen on a Tuesday night, but I knew I was going to be up a little late, and I knew I would need some good-for-me energy to stay up and be ready for each and every game of the triple header of Big Ten basketball yesterday. So what did I turn to? Of course, the answer is Built Bar, because Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. It is truly a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It was at night. It was like 8.30, 9 o'clock, and I'm sitting there watching Big 10 hoops. And not only did I get some energy to keep me going, it also felt like I was having dessert because I went to the peanut butter brownie flavor. I ate it. The bar is covered in hundred percent chocolate. It's soft and easy to chew. And it was incredibly delicious. I was having dessert, but also taking care of the nutrients that are best for my body. Built bar has 18 amazing flavors. They're even deliciouser now than they used to be. Every one of them is covered in hundred percent chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew, and they are perfect for the health conscious person looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat that literally tastes like dessert. The bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber. They are great for you. They have all the good stuff you need to keep you going, but none of the bad stuff that's going to bog you down as well. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get 20% off your next order. You know what's probably better than the nutrients, than the taste of Built Bar, is this sweet deal that you can have to keep some money in your pocket and keep you feeling good after you enjoy your Built Bars. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for 20% off at Built bar.com march madness is right around the corner if you want to win your office pool you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the locked on college basketball podcast every monday andy Patton and isaac shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball keep you up to date on the ncaa tournament bubble and get you ready for the upcoming week of games From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
2020 is over. It's 2021. Our focus is Big Ten basketball. It is here to stay, and it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins for you. If you're betting this year and you're betting on Big Ten basketball or college basketball overall and you want some more wins, make sure to listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. Lee is a handicapping expert that has like three, four decades of experience when it comes to this stuff, and they are picking college basketball each and every day, college football, not so much anymore. They might be looking at some future odds, but the NFL, NBA, NFL, NHL, they're giving you locks all winter long. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast wherever it is you get your favorite shows. We continue our conversation with the managing editor of Saturday Tradition, Dustin Schutte, to make you a smarter, more engaged Big Ten fan so you can take Lee's advice, you take your own knowledge, and you win some bets throughout this Big Ten basketball season. You can tell the excitement in Dustin Schutte's voice right now, the managing editor of Saturday Tradition. That's how hyped we are talking about Big Ten basketball, painting an overall picture of where the conference stands less than 50 days away from the Big Ten basketball tournament, or at least the start of it. That itself is going to be an incredible tournament. It might be moving from Chicago to Indy. There were some reports from John Rothstein over the weekend that might be in play. But as we focus on the latter half of the Big Ten season, Are there teams that you expect to start rising to the top? We have talked about some of the tiers with Wisconsin, Illinois, Iowa, but are there teams in the middle that we've seen with Ohio State and Minnesota that you think will be there for the long haul? I think Minnesota is a team that can be there. Um, I know Richard Pitino has taken some heat in in the past for not getting Minnesota really to that next level, but I, I do think Marcus Carr... Is and is, is that good of a player? And they've got a good center in Liam Rob Liam Robbins. Um, so they've got some they've got some ability. Purdue right now they just beat uh, Indiana on the road and they got a big win against Penn State. They're playing really well. They're another team that turns the ball over and and struggles to shoot. So I think they could make a run. You never even though Michigan State right now they've had some games canceled. They have some issues with COVID. They're two and four, eight and four. They've looked abysmal at times this season. You can never count out a Tom Izzo coach team. He always, I mean, he's Mr. March, right? He's the guy that gets this team ready to go in that final month of the season. And I think, you know, what we typically see from Michigan State is early in the season, we see that team struggle um, when they play those, because that, that's a team that loads up on, on talented um, non-conference opponents. And so usually they take their looks pretty early in the season. Right now, that's when they're taking them. But I think that they're going to have a, a strong run I don't know necessarily that they'll find themselves they they dug themselves a pretty big hole so I don't think that they're in the contention to win the Big Ten but I do think that they have the potential to make a deep run and potentially win that Big Ten tournament that you're talking about and and really carry a lot of momentum into that NCAA tournament so again you know I feel like a broken record because I keep mentioning the same teams and saying anybody can win but to me if there's one team to answer your question that's kind of at the bottom um, to the middle I think the two teams that stick out to me right now and playing really well in the the teams that have players that are capable of carrying these teams are Minnesota with Marcus Carr and then Michigan State, just because you can never count out Tom Izzo. Right. And guard play becomes so huge once you get to that postseason. If you have an incredibly good guard who can go out and get you 25, 30 each and every night, like Marcus Carr is capable of doing for the Gophers, that is going to be a huge spark in Minnesota at times, even when you looked at them so far this season and thought, hmm. Do they really have it? They come out and they do what they did on Saturday and beat Michigan at home by 18 points. Is there a team in that middle of the pack that has surprised you so far throughout Big Ten play? You know, we've we've gotten this whole conversation and not talked about Ohio State. And Ohio State's five and three. They're ranked in the top 25. They're 11 and three on the season. I think Ohio State is a team that, considering what they lost in the offseason, uh, I didn't know how good they would be. I thought that they would be kind of middle in the pack, but right now they're sitting 
in that, you know, they're tied in that in that group of, of Big Ten teams with Ohio State, Illinois, and Purdue that are sitting there right now at five and three. So that's a team to me that I did not think was going to be quite that good. Um, that that does have a chance to win a Big Ten title and, and be a problem in the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament. But I go back to again, even Michigan, because you look at what Michigan did last season. I think they finished nineteen and eleven. They were ten and ten in Big Ten play. And they have been unbelievable here in these first seven, eight games of the Big Ten season, going 11-0 to start the year. I didn't think they had that much talent. I thought it was going to take another year or two with Juwan Howard before that they were really on a national, you know, competing on a national level. But he's turned that thing around quick. Like I said, I, I still have my questions just because of how Michigan played last year. They got off to a hot start last season and then kind of water found its level with them um, midway through the year and then towards the end. I think that could still be the case this year just because there's so much young talent. But that, that's a team I didn't expect to be 11-0 at any point this season. Uh, and to have them at the top of the Big Ten right along with Iowa, I think that those two teams, Michigan and Ohio State, I know they don't like to hear the names together in the same <laughs> sentence, but those, those, are my, those are my two surprises right now in the Big Ten just because, I didn't, because of the young talent, because of what both teams lost. I thought that these teams would be firmly in the middle of the pack, and right now they're both in the top four. Yeah, people hate when we group those two universities together, Michigan and Ohio State, but I felt very similarly about both teams heading into this Big Ten basketball season, that both the Wolverines and the Buckeyes had lost so much returning production from last season. How would they be able to assemble these rosters to be competitive in what we knew was going to be a stacked Big Ten conference? They have done that, and they have done that very quickly. The depth that Ohio State has right now, as we saw on display this past Saturday on the road in Champaign, is so impressive. When you have a guy like Musa Jala who can come off the bench and do it all for them, be a five-tool type of player, that is incredibly uh, a huge necessity to have in Big Ten play and then have E.J. Liddell and Dwayne Washington Jr. playing so well. And C.J. Walker, one of their best players coming into the year on their roster, isn't even healthy right now. So if you add him to the mix, goodness, I mean, that Ohio State team could really be in true contention for a Big Ten title when all is said and done. And Jawan Howard has spoken to what you just brought up there, Dustin Schutte, the idea that Michigan got off to such a hot start last year in the early non-conference tournaments, and then they got knocked down a peg, and they didn't respond quite like he would have liked them to. This year, after losing to Minnesota, how will they build through some of that adversity? Because every team in the Big Ten Conference is going to have some blemishes on their resume. That still needs to be seen from this Michigan team. As we look now from teams to players, is there a couple guys that you are highlighting outside of the Luka Garzas and Io DeSumo that Big Ten fans should know for this home stretch of Big Ten play? Man, I you know, it's funny because I was thinking earlier today, usually there's like, you know, five or six guys. When you look at a conference, there's five or six guys you talk about. You're, you're all conference players that you just want to, you know, gush about. And to me, like, I, I lose track of how many great <laughs> players there are in this conference. Um, one guy I think – there are two guys to me that have really stood out, and and I know both teams are struggling right now, and that's Indiana with Trace Jackson Davis. Uh, he's not getting a lot of attention because Indiana right now is 3-4, and 8-6 and six on the season, and they still can't find a shooter. Uh, but he's a guy who is – he can be a double-double machine. He's going to be a first-round NBA draft pick, whether he goes this year or whether he goes next year. Uh, he is carrying a, a load. And he's playing, I think, upwards of 30 minutes, which is somewhat rare for a big guy like him. Yeah. But he, he's a great player. He just doesn't have much help around him. So I've been really impressed with him. Obviously, he had a strong freshman season, so we expected big things from him. But it's a little unfortunate because for such a great player, you don't want to see 
to see Indiana below the 500 mark is, is not a good sign for Archie Miller, especially when you have a new athletic director there at Indiana. Uh, the other guy is Ron Harper Jr. Because you look at Rutgers and, you know, you talk about uh, a player who can do it all. That's the guy who can shoot. He can rebound. He can, he can dish. He takes care of the basketball. He's a really good player right now. He was getting a lot of attention. Um, I don't think he was a hidden gem early this season. But now that Rutgers has lost four straight, he's not getting nearly as much attention. Uh, I know he was hurt there for a little bit. I think he missed a game or two along the way. Um, but those are two players that I think are really good and underappreciated in the Big Ten. But again, you talk about you throw those guys into any other league, uh, and they're probably dominating talking about them being potentially conference player of the, of the year, but because you have Luca Garza, because you have Io DeSumo and Kofi Coburn and some of these other guys that we talked about, Marcus Carr, uh, there's just really not a spot for them uh, to be discussed as the Big Ten player of the year. Here's my charge to Indiana basketball, mainly to Archie Miller. Find some guards, just a couple of guards around Trace Jackson Davis that can put up a couple shots. Only like half of them have to go in, and then you bring some of the attention out of the post. Can Armand Franklin find the form he had early on in Big Ten play? Can Rob Finnessy, after so many years in Big Ten competition, it seems, finally start to get the thing going in the right direction. Every time I watch an IU game and Stephen Bardo of the Big Ten Network is on the call, he calls out Rob Finnessy every time. He goes, I love what this guy has. I love his athletic ability. I love everything about the makeup of his game, yet it doesn't work. And it like Stephen Bardo, for one of the nicest guys there is probably around the Big Ten Conference, it like hurts him to his core that Rob Finnessy hasn't found his stride in Bloomington throughout his career at IU. We started off today's show by telling you there are only 49 days until the start of the Big Ten basketball tournament. The postseason is getting nearer by the day for college basketball. The postseason is in the thick of it. In fact, near the end, the final stages in conference championship weekend when it comes to the National Football League, the AFC championship, the Bills and the Chiefs, the NFC title game, the Bucks and the Packers. And there is only one place that has you covered for all of it. And one place that we trust here on the Locked On Podcast Network, that one place is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and make sure to use the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for your 50% welcome bonus. There was three games of Big Ten basketball on Tuesday. There was one game tonight on Wednesday. Wisconsin and Northwestern, Minnesota and Nebraska, rather, was postponed due to ongoing COVID issues within the Huskers basketball program. But there is still one great game between Northwestern and Wisconsin. My bet is that when betonline.ag comes out with this line ahead of tonight's tip, it's going to be the Badgers favored by about 10 or 11 on their home floor. That's my bet on what you can find on betonline.ag. You don't need to sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On LOC. C-K-E-D-O-N to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Wednesdays on this podcast, including today with the managing editor of Saturday Tradition, Dustin Schutte, we take a generic overall view of the Big Ten Conference, whether it's in football or throughout this college basketball season. Wednesdays on Locked On NFL, they take a deep dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchises. Tony Wiggins and James Rapine are joined every week by a Locked On draft expert to talk prospects in the upcoming draft. We know that Justin Fields declared for the NFL draft on Monday. We also know that Chris Olave and Tyreek Smith for the Buckeyes returned to school to 
surprises, but some good news for Buckeyes fans as they get ready for next year in college football. We're on college basketball, and I'm also talking locked on NFL, a draft expert every Wednesday to get the best on what's happening in the upcoming draft and young NFL players that are fresh into the league and already making an impact. Did your team have a big rookie performance throughout the year? Are they shaping up to have a premier draft pick in the 2021 NFL draft? Get everything you need Wednesdays on Locked On NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcast. They give you an overview of the young players in the league. We give you an overview on some of the best talent in the Big Ten Conference. When you look at what Ken Pomeroy thinks of the Big Ten Conference, not just the teams at the top of his efficiency ratings, but in terms of actual players, standout players within the conference, five of his 10 players in his player of the year standings hail from the Big Ten. Luca Garza leads everybody by a large, large margin. It's the KPOY ranking, the Ken Palm player of the year rating. And Luca Garza is at 2.031. The next closest guy in second, Jared Butler from Baylor, 1.642. Luca Garza is above two. The next closest is about 1.6. In third is Io DeSumo. Fourth, Trace Jackson Davis from Indiana. And then Trevion Williams and Hunter Dickinson at six and seven. So five of Ken Palm's 10 players that he has in his player of the year race right now hail from the Big Ten Conference. That just goes to speak not only to the depth of each and every program, but the actual individual players that are having such standout years so far in Big Ten play. Yeah, it's insane. And Travion Williams is a guy that I don't think he's another guy that I don't think a lot of people know of, but he's probably one of the best passing big men in the Big Ten and and maybe quite some time. I mean, you just watch what that guy now when he is a little too confident you know he has he has a few big games he plays well against um indiana he he tries to do a little too much uh from time to time so uh but he's a fun player to watch but i I mean this we've mentioned so many different players here tonight and and we could keep going on and on you could look at some of these you know you look at even a guy like myron jones at penn state he's a guy who can fill it up so that's a team that's over four right now they're at the bottom of the big 10 and even they have a guy who could potentially be on some all-conference teams if he wasn't in the Big Ten. I mean, it's just really I, – I didn't know that that uh, statistic you brought up about the Ken Pomeroy and having so many guys in the top five, six, whatever it is. That's that's insane. Like, that's just – not only do you have great teams and great players, but to have great coaches and great recruiters to, one, develop those players outside of Bloomington, Indiana, but that's a, we'll save that for a different topic for a different day um, – so you have those great recruiters and developers. You have these guys who are coaching all NBA talent and getting the most out of it. Like it's just, and you're getting these guys to return. Brad Underwood got Kofi Coburn and Io DeSumo to come back. Fran McCaffrey got Luca Garza to come back. These Archie Miller got Trace Jackson Davis to come back. Like I understand that to a degree, it's these kids' decision, and maybe they didn't have the best, um, the best NBA draft stock or didn't get the best review or evaluation. But at the same time, if they really hate their situation, they're going to put their faith in themselves to go out and prove something. And the fact that all those players and so many great players do this on a regular year, on a regular basis in the Big Ten, to get them to come back and to spend another year to try to win a Big Ten championship, to try to get to the Final Four and win a national championship, that just goes to show that the quality of coaches in the Big Ten, uh, we talk about the teams and the players, but the quality of coaches in the Big Ten is unmatched. I mean, we talk about this during football season, too. But I think the Big Ten is by far and away the best conference in terms of Big Ten basketball coaching there is. I don't even I don't even think it's close. Like top to bottom, this is the best conference of college basketball coaches. And I can't I can't even think of a second place right now. I feel like you when just a few minutes ago in this conversation, you were trying to describe people that had a shot at winning the Big Ten title. And every time you kept talking, just another team popped in your head. I was doing the same thing as you were talking about coaches. I'm thinking, okay, who we got? Tom Izzo, of course, Brad Underwood. We have, you know, uh, 
Jawan Howard now moving up the ranks and I'm just going through it and through it and through it. And I'm like, Oh my God, there are so many great coaches in this conference. And in far as the far as the players go, I know the knock against people like Luca Garza or even a Trevion Williams will be, well, how good are they going to be in the NBA? Are they even going to get drafted? Shut up. Just enjoy it while it's happening right now in big 10 play. Soak it in for these final 10, 12 games we have left of conference play and enjoy the fact that a guy like Luca Garza, who should have probably won the player of the year nationally last year, but the reigning big 10 player of the year came back to give you another great year of basketball. That is what we have over this final portion of big 10 basketball competition. Enjoy it because it is going to be so much fun. I have enjoyed all that was today with Dustin Schutte, the managing editor of Saturday Tradition, transitioning seamlessly from college football season to college basketball season, bringing us the expertise as he always does. Dustin, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Ben. I don't know if it was seamless, but uh, hopefully hopefully it was good and hopefully everybody enjoyed it. it was, uh, it's always fun to talk with you, Ben. If I tell you to shut up when it comes to devaluating players in the Big Ten, I tell you to shut up because that was seamless. It was great. And everybody's going to think it's great. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Ben. It's always a pleasure. So many thanks again to my man, Dustin Schutte, for coming on today's episode, the managing editor of Saturday Tradition, covering all things Big Ten. Now from football season into basketball season, Saturday Tradition keeps you covered with everything you need, gets you ready for Big Ten basketball, gets you set with all the information happening in the football offseason as well. The premier destination for Big Ten content outside of Locked On Big Ten that you will find anywhere on the interweb. So that was today's episode, looking at the conference overall. Tomorrow is two for Thursday. Two great guests from the Locked On podcast network i hope to preview two games on thursday night of big 10 hoops we are in the thick of it throughout the midweek we have games every night it's a little different than football season when we had the weekend to look forward to here in the big 10 conference we preview and react to games pretty much each and every day because we are stacked and loaded with great games of big 10 basketball pretty much every night every weeknight you will have something you enjoy when it comes to big 10 hoops so that comes up tomorrow on two for thursday but until we get to tomorrow until we get to two for thursday have a splendid wednesday (laughs) 